Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we use God's Word to bring light to matters that affect believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Joseph Parker. Have you ever had an issue in your life that has persisted for a long time? Maybe it was physical, mental, financial, or something else. Persisting problems in life can weigh you down and hold you back. You might believe a troubling issue is a part of life that must be endured. Yet, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can address what afflicts you. So today, I pose to you a question. Do you want to get well? We start with a story in the Bible. If you would like to follow along, go to John, that's the Gospel of John, chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the Pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, and knew he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who told me, the man who healed me, told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. And the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. The Lord Jesus went to a place of affliction in Jerusalem, called Bethesda. Imagine a public area filled with people that could not see, walk, or move. What's interesting is that Jesus focuses on one man that had been sick for over 30 years. We don't know why he went to this man among so many others afflicted. Giving this man his complete attention, Jesus asked a simple yet heavy question. Would you like to get well? Think about what Jesus was asking this man. Do you want to get out of this bad situation you have been in for a long time? Do you want to be free? Are you ready to live? Instead of simply answering the Lord's question, the sick man gives an explanation. He believes he needs to justify why he remains sick. Instead of saying yes, he tells the Lord about his failed effort 
to restore his health. Many of us as believers can be like this sick man. As believers, we have access to the Lord who can help us with our problems. Maybe it's an issue with a family member. Perhaps it's a mental affliction or physical affliction. Instead of going to the Lord for aid, we often focus on trying to make our own way work. So we can find ourselves in bondage to bad situations because we try to rely on ourselves. Understand something, follower of Christ. Relying on yourself goes against faith. It says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If you have access to God, why would you trust in your own effort for deliverance? Do you want to remain troubled or do you want to get well? In the Old Testament, there's a story about a man who is in a seemingly hopeless situation. Yet he finds out that there is a possibility for deliverance through a man of God. In spite of learning how to be restored, he nearly misses his opportunity. We find in this story in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 14. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter said to the king of Israel, With this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. 
I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't they the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, the Parfar, better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, Go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. This powerful man of war, named Naaman, sought to be free of his affliction. He desired restoration. Yet he had his own idea of how that restoration could come. If he did not listen to the wise counsel from his officers, Naaman would have remained in his afflicted state. We cannot expect God to handle our issues our way. We must give the matter to him and follow his way. No matter how strange or outlandish it may seem, God's way is superior. It says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to verse 9, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's when Naaman trusted God's way with his issue, he was made well. Let's go back to the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5. In spite of the sick man not giving a direct answer to the Lord's question about being well, the Lord told him what to do. That was grace in action. The sick man thought he knew the way to be restored, but the Son of God told him the true way. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. The man let go of his way so he could obey God's way. Just like Naaman, he was made well. Now let us get practical. You might think these stories just pertain to trusting God for healing. That is true. We can ask God to believe him to heal us of our ailments. Yet there's an important principle we can apply to our lives that goes beyond just healing. It's a principle for restoration, whether that, what that may be, what that may, no matter what that may apply to. If there's anything that is troubling us, we should trust in God's way to handle it. We might have some ideas of our own, but we are trying to bear the troubling matter alone by relying on our own effort. Listen to the Lord's words to those who are trying to bear an issue on their own. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give to you is light. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to verse 30. So do not rely on yourself for restoration. Go to God and trust the way he gives you. No matter how great a troubling issue is in your life, God can handle it. Yet he will not do it on our terms. You must go to him and trust his way. Trust him like the sick man at Bethesda and name in the warrior. By yielding to God, you express that you do want to get well. Heavenly Father, we magnify and praise your name. You are the great God, Jehovah. You are the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. You don't faint. You don't grow weary. There is no searching of your understanding. Great are you, Lord, and worthy to be praised. Forgive us, Father, for any way we displease you, any way we fell short in thought, word, and deed. You said in your word, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, for blessing us and keeping us in so many different ways. Thank you. We have everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of your Son. We have all manner provision by your grace. Food to eat, clothes to wear, shelter. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And above all, thank you for loving us so much. You sent your Son, Jesus Christ, down on the cross to pay for our sins. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to riches of your grace. Father God, there's an important principle we've gone over in regards to trusting your way for restoration. Too often we can try to figure out our own way to be restored, but there is no way like your way. So help us, Father, with any matter we got going on in our own life, to let go of what seems right to us and yield to you. Father God, there's anyone that's listening in to this podcast is going through a hard time. They've been dealing with a an issue that has persisted in their life for a long time. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's a physical problem. Maybe it's an emotional problem. Some issue that just seems to just hang on to their back, Father. I just pray for you, Father, to bring your restoration. I pray for your ways to be made known to them, and they will let go of anything that's hindering them from trusting your way for restoration. This I pray, Lord God. I pray that you would bless us indeed, enlarge our territory. May your hand be upon us. Keep us from evil so not cause us pain. May our strength equal our days, and may our days be long and prosperous. Now let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Remember that Jesus is the reason for the season and do what you can to try to share that truth with other people. The many out there that still don't know that Jesus is the reason for the season. We all as believers, we are waiting for the second coming, but there are so many that still need to know about the first coming. So do what you can. God is trusting you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. For other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidingline.org, Guidingline Church on Facebook, or Guidingline Church TV on YouTube.